all want to rank top on Google, so we're all competing for the same space. So what are the tips and tricks that we need to have a fighting chance? And plus, what is search going to look like in the future? We'll discuss all of this on more on episode 37 of Side Loads. Welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman, London. I'm Jermaine Dallas and on the show today we're talking all about search engine optimization, SEO, and what it means for brands in 2019 and beyond. Uh, we're searching for things differently and in more places than ever. So is it about time that companies took notice and prepared for this future? Uh, well, that's the question that's going to be answered in this week, um, in this week's episode of Sideload and um, our guest is none other than um, Alistair Steele. He looks after our SEO offering at Edelman. Ali's in his first year at Edelman, but he's worked in the space for almost a decade. Uh, most recently, he's worked his magic at various media agencies in London. So Ali, thanks so much for being with us on Sideload. Thanks for having me on. So Ali, seems like um, a bit of a dark art this, isn't it? This whole search um, stuff. Like, How can we take advantage of search when the search engines keep moving the goalposts and changing the algorithms all the time? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, the algorithms are constantly being updated. I mean, Google's actually updated up to 600 times a year, so that's about twice a day. It's constantly changing. Uh, the, the Penguin update, designed to combat unethical link building practices, they've given us fair warning of these so people know what to do to their websites to get them in line before these updates come through. Um, one thing that we notice from all of these updates is they're all designed to make things better for the user. Um, to get better better search results, so the results that people are seeing, it's more relevant, more useful, and so they have a better user experience of the websites that they land on. So what should businesses do? They should always be trying to think, how can they improve their website so it's better for the user? Uh, things like that they can do is make sure that you're constantly publishing really relevant and high quality content. To keep, up to, to, to keep up to date with the algorithm, it's always good, best to do things which are good for user experience. So things like publishing really relevant, high quality content on the website, content that really answers the user's uh, questions that they're going to be asking, making sure that you've got a really fast, uh, fast working website so users aren't waiting too long for pages to load, uh, making sure that there's a low bounce rate if there's some of the pages on your site which uh, have high bounce rate, trying to understand what it is about these pages which means that users aren't, aren't wanting to stick around and consume all of your content. What's bounce rate? Uh, bounce rate if a user comes onto your page, uh, clicks onto your page and then leaves without performing any other action. So that, that's a bounce rate. What you want is users to be coming to your site and reading the content and clicking through and visiting other pages on site. So every, if you've got a high bounce rate, Google marks your page down for that and you'll perform less well in search engine rankings in the future. Uh, and then other things to consider, making sure you've just got really fantastic user experience on your site as well. So these are things that you can do, keep in mind, to try and keep up to date with the algorithm changes. Okay, sure. So it all seems like a, a bit of a minefield uh, for those who aren't in the know. So what's the initial steps that a business should take to improve their SEO? Well, um, they really need to consider what is it that they really want to achieve. There's many different things that you can measure SEO on. So is it, do they want to rank number one for their chosen keyword? Do they want to get more traffic? Do they want to change um, the perception of what people see on their, own, on their brand search engine results page? Or are they trying to get more sales? There's different strategies that you might want to uh, employ for each one of these different things. Some of the most basic things you want to consider is 
make sure that your website can be accessed and indexed by the search engines. If the, if the search engines can't access to crawl your site, you're never going to be visible in Google, so um, that's one of the things you want to address straight away. Um, the next thing you want to do is try and understand what keywords it is that you want to be visible for. Think about what questions your users are going to be asking, what problems that they might have that you can solve with your content and what queries they're going to be searching to find the answers to these questions. Um, and then do keyword research around these topics, so you can use plenty of tools for this. Um, uh, Google AdWords, um, uh, Google Ads is a great tool for this to find in the search volume and then understanding what keywords it is that you want to rank for. Once you know what keywords you want to rank for, make sure that these appear on your website in the most important places. So places like this include the page titles. The, the page title is very much like the page of a book, or the title of a book. Um, it tells the user and the search engines what that page is essentially is all about. So make sure your keywords are in your page titles, make sure they're in your headings, in your URLs, and very importantly, make sure that your keywords are within uh, your, your content. Um, it's important to make sure that your content is compelling and interesting and useful and relevant. It's, after all, it is the users that are going to be coming to your website and consuming your content. You need to try and make sure that it answers their questions as well as it possibly can. And People want to come to your website and stay there and in, read and enjoy your content. Uh, and then you want to try and amplify your content. So get this content out to a wider audience so more people have the opportunity to to read and consume this content and by amplifying this you hopefully will get lots of links back to your website so links are very important for SEO they're one of the most basic scoring metrics um, the Google sees a, a link as a vote uh, and a link back to your site counts as a vote and the more votes that you get the higher you're going to rank in the search engines uh, not all votes are equal so a uh, a link back from uh, The Guardian or the BBC or the New York Times, um, that's going to be a lot more valuable from uh, a, a small blogger. Uh, so it's trying to, to amplify the content to get links from as many of these authoritative sources as you possibly can. Um, what do you mean by amplification? Are we talking about like paid search here? By amplification, I mean promoting your content using things like social media um, and influencers and press releases and um, anything else to try and get your content to a, a wider audience. So by picking relevant influencers that are relevant to, to your niche and to your customers, you can get your content into a, a wider audience of people that are more likely to be interested in your brand um, to increase that traffic, increase that awareness and hopefully get those all important links back to your website as well. And you mentioned um, keywords there, that once upon a time there were, um, we were doing this whole um, keyword stuffing and just filling our web pages with loads of keywords in. Yes. It made for terrible content, no. but that's what Google sort of like um, listed highly at the time. That We don't do that anymore, so how do we get keywords in in the right way? Yeah, so absolutely don't do that anymore. Um, that used to work in the in the bad old days. People it used to be all about keyword density. People put loads of keywords on the web pages in white copy on a white background, so the users couldn't see them. And quite rightly, Google has 
stop that practice from working anymore um, and you can actually get your site penalised and even banned from the search engines if, if you continue to do that. So it's just making sure that your content sounds natural, that it reads like a, like a normal article um, and that, that it makes sense to the user. If, it's, if it reads well, you've got keywords in there in appropriate amounts so it still makes sense, that's a much better approach um, than, than doing this uh, old practice of keyword stuffing. Um, how is search going to change? Like, What's the technology that's going to bring about that change? Search is constantly changing. Google's always been at the forefront of innovation, so there's a number of things that uh, are going to be changing search as, as we move forward. I mean, one of the things that you can't escape is mobile. We all have a mobile now, uh, and this has changed the way that, that people search. When people search on their mobile, they tend to want things with more urgency, with more immediacy, and they're looking for things that uh, are local within their, their own environments. There's a lot more uh, locational and navigational searches uh, on mobile phones. So when you're optimising your content for local search, you need to consider things like um, having pages near me. So pizza place near me is like a typical local, local search, or someone might search for uh, plumber in Essex making sure that you've got pages that are optimised for your customers that are going to be searching in your local area uh, and making sure that your website is integrated with um, Google Maps and, and Google My Business because people get a lot of traffic from these sources. Next there's um, smart speakers. So smart speaker sales grew by 78% last year and that trend seems to uh, seems to continue. We've all got one of these devices uh, in our houses these days uh, and more and more people are getting them. As, as we move forward. Um, so people are using these, people aren't really using these to, to search in the traditional way. Most commands which people ask of their smart speakers, it's that they're commands rather than searches. So it's either turn the lights on, turn music on, um, how long how long is it going to take to boil this egg? Things like that. So things that can be answered with very quick questions. Most speakers don't have screens so we can't actually do a um, commercial investigation on there. There's certain smart speakers which do have screens, uh, but until everything does, most speakers are going to be used for um, just one-off commands. Um, but there, but, but there, there are, people do still ask them questions, right? And, and it's all about whichever is ranked first that's going to be the one that answers that question. So I suppose it, it, it makes very, very high stakes for the um, people looking to rank highly on Google now. Absolutely. So this is why you should be optimising your website to try and appear in position zero and try and appear in those featured snippets that you see at the top of the search engine rankings. And you can do this by structuring your content in a way that phrases it as if it's an answer to a question because that's the way that people ask questions of their smart speakers. Um, and if you having an FAQ section on your website can be great for this because then you can once you know what question, the questions that your users are asking, um, you can put that in your FAQ section and all that information is there ready to be answered hopefully in the featured snippets if you can, if you can take that position zero ranking and, and, and be ranked for that. Cool, so I know you were closely monitoring uh, Google I.O. recently. Um, so first of all, what is Google I.O. and what are the main findings? So Google I.O. is Google's annual conference. Um, uh, where they announce what they've been working on, some of their latest findings for the year and things that are coming up soon that they're, that they're going to be working on. Exciting news. They make a big, uh, they make a, a big song and dance out of it. it. They live stream it. Tickets are really expensive to go and see it. Um, and yeah, it's their big media event of the year. 
So they announced quite a few exciting things this year. Um, from you're going to be able to view um, 3D objects within uh, within search, and that can even be projected using augmented reality into your own into your own surroundings. So the example that they gave at the, the conference was of a great white shark. Um, you can view that in 3D and then project that into into the auditorium. Um, so you can see a, a life-size great white shark swimming around in, in your in your garden or in your office if, if you wanted to. This could be great for clients as well because um, it allows customers to uh, try on products, try before they buy, um, using augmented reality. You could try on a hat to see if it suits you, or or a necktie, or some trainers, um, without actually physically going to the shop. So it allows customers to uh, try on products and potentially in increase the sales that they could be getting from them. Cool. I, I suppose then. I mean, we've already spoken about content. This makes it. it takes it to the next level we're not just talking about text content anymore we're talking about visual and really rich 3d visuals absolutely so there's definitely an opportunity to be, to be for, for brands and clients to be creating more uh, AR content on their website so it can be featured within this uh, within this Google feature you sort of bring us on to another interesting point they've announced changes to um, Google Lens so Google Lens is Google's visual uh, search tool so where you can effectively search what you see you can point your phone at um, a dog uh, and it, Google can tell you that it's a dog but it can also tell you what type of dog it is this is getting really clever so you can also use this to um, shop the look if you see uh, a nice pair of sunglasses or um, a nice car you can use Google Lens to try and find out what that thing is and then where you can go and buy it yourself so people are using this visual search a lot more and more to search what's going on um, in the world around them. I'm looking forward to that. I steal people's um, outfit ideas all the time. So if Google can make that easier for me, then great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any others? Um, so they announced um, some changes to their Google Assistant duplex as well. So this can um, do more and more things for us as we move forward, rather than just answering simple queries that can now go ahead and perform simple tasks. Things like um, uh, booking tickets to the cinema or booking a uh, seat at a restaurant or even as much as, as hiring a car. They can start filling in information for you so that takes a lot of the responsibility off our hands and into the hands of the search engines which makes things a lot easier for us um, so it's something that I'd like to see a bit more of. Cool. Well, um, we're going to find out a bit more about how we can bring all of this into um, a comms play. But first, let's take a quick listen back to the last episode of Sideload, where we had the European Vice President of Twitter talking about workplace culture. Psychological safety in meetings is inversely uh, related to the amount of people in meetings. If you want candor, you don't have 30 people in the meeting. I think you recognise that. But you know, the, the way we construct meetings also seems to be at the expense of productivity. So um, one, of the things that, one of the things that's most interesting to observe is, I'd ask you this, is to think about the last time that you had a creative idea, a, a flash of inspiration, and a really uh, clever insight into something. I suspect, if you're like most people, 
you didn't have it when you were staring You're at listening to Sideload and up for discussion today is SEO. Edelman's search specialist Ali Steele is with us to shed some light on the topic. So um, Ali, um, do enough people currently incorporate search into their comm strategies? In my opinion, not enough. Um, anything that needs to be found online, um, it's quite likely going to be found through Google and through some of the search engines. So it's absolutely crucial part of any uh, comm strategy. Um, some people sort of see SEO as more of an afterthought, something that to tack on to their campaign at the end. It very much should be something which is included right at the start to help um, plan what topics people are going to talk about, what conversations we should be participating in, and making sure that any content which is published is, is well optimised. One important part of many comm strategies these days is content marketing. Some people sort of see SEO and content marketing as two of the same kind of things in, in, in some places. Content marketing is great for uh, marketing strategies these days because it allows you to build trust with your customers. Um, if customers trust you for your content, um, there's more likely they're going to come back to you and trust you to buy products from you as well. Wait, hang on, define content marketing. So anything in content marketing, if you're publishing articles or thought leaderships or videos or images or podcasts, something that people will consume from you to build a, a, a closer connection to, to a brand. Um, so any, any of these things, um, any of these assets that con uh, companies are promoting with content marketing should be optimised. So um, the videos that you're, you're putting out, the thought leadership articles that you're putting out, the blog posts, the podcasts, these need to be optimised in the most appropriate way to maximise the search of demand that you can capture. Cool. So what are the biggest misconceptions of search? Um, so one of them is that it's really technically complex. It's not really that technically complex. I mean, there are some elements that require a little bit of coding experience, but most of it you can pick up quite easily. So it's more about sort of understanding uh, user behavior, um, the way people search for things, and the intent um, that people um, use when they're searching for things, um, and then making sure that you're getting the, the right keywords in the right place on your site. Um, these things can be done quite easily, and can, they can be learned quite easily as well, um, if you've just got the, uh, the will to do it and a, a bit of spare time. Most people can pick up SEO quite quickly. Cool. So. We're not just searching on Google, on Google. <laughs> we're not just searching on Google and Bing now, are we? We're searching on YouTube and all the social networks as well. So, will that have an effect on the social content that we develop? Yeah, so that's that's a very good question. So, um, people search on these different platforms in very different ways. So, people search with different intent. So, there's three sort of main types of intent that people um, search with. That can be uh, first one, informational intent. Uh, Informational intent is when they're looking to find something out, they're looking to, to learn something. They could just be looking for a quick answer, like how to boil an egg, what's the speed of light, or they could be looking for deeper research for in a particular topic. Um, then there's navigational intent, that's where people are looking to navigate to a specific brand or, or website or find a specific video. And then there's transactional intent as well. So this is where the customer is in purchase mode uh, and they're, they're, they're ready to buy. Um, so there's, you see different intent across all of the different platforms that people may search on. Google is the biggest search engine in the world. YouTube is the second biggest. Um, so when you're optimizing your videos on 
uh, YouTube, you need to try and understand what the intent of the users will be um, on YouTube and what they're, what they're going to be looking for. It's likely they're going to be in more of informational, um, informational mode rather than transactional mode, so they could be doing some commercial investigation, trying to find what smartwatch they want to buy next or um, something like that. Or they could just be looking to navigate to their favourite cat video. There's plenty of tools that you can mine to understand what the search volume is across these platforms and then structure your content accordingly. Amazon is obviously a very big search engine as well. Um, people searching on Amazon have a very much a transactional intent. The customer is very much in purchase mode and they're, they're getting ready to buy. Um, so if you can make sure that you optimize your your Amazon listings for the most appropriate keywords that people are searching for, then you can hopefully get near to the top of the rankings for that well and, and, and sell lots of stuff. Um, the important thing is that you can use these tools to develop the, the, the right content that's mapped to the user intent so it can appear uh, for the user in the right place at, at exactly the right time. Cool. Well, um, Ali, I've got some um, cat videos to go and search for, so I'm going to disappear. But thank you so much for joining us on, on Sideload. And a big thanks to you as well for listening. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And so you can send us an email to sideload at edelman.com. See you next time.